spell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we're coming to you live today from the surface of the sun. That is right. We are recording on June 27th. God, it is supposed to get to anywhere between 97 to 101 degrees today here in West Seattle. We're recording in my basement. So yeah. you're going to hear a refrigerator. We turned off the air conditioner and already, even in the basement, I'm like, it's a little hot. It's a little warm in here. It's a little warm. There's also a lot of animals, so just don't worry about it if yeah. you hear some meowing or some snuffling, because down here is where it's cool. And and here's what's weird. Yeah. Not as many of my animals are down here as should be. Yeah, they they should technically all be down here, because yeah. it's there's like a 30 degree difference between the basement and the next level. And I haven't yeah. been to the top level, so I have no idea Hush. what that's like. If you are just joining us, I have five cats. Hi, my name is Detta. And yes, I am a cat lady. But you're and... also a dog lady, right, Riley? He's just laying so. But two of my cats like insist on going up to the bedroom, which is the only thing that's up on the third floor, bedroom and a bathroom. It's too hot. And I'm just like, what are you doing? You insane animals who are now breathing way too heavy and i have to keep dragging them down is that you got to cool down before you go back up yeah i drank two full gallons of water yesterday because it is so hot that just existing makes you sweat and i'm not a person that has an air conditioner so it's just me and my swamp coolers so here's the thing about hot weather and witchcraft i curse a lot yeah (laughs) And that's about it. But luckily, I don't have the energy to actually put any oomph into it. So those curses aren't going to go anywhere. There's a lot of really good stuff you can do in the heat. Like you can make sun tea and you can imbue it with intentions and herbs and all that good stuff. Or you can, you can, I don't know, make a fruit salad situation or... Or like really put a lot of love into your plants because they're fighting too because it's hot. Water work water witchcraft even if you don't have a lot of it but imbuing that water with a spell before you ingest it into your body or put it on your plants or put it on your body i'm taking a a lot of cold cold showers (laughs) because i'm just sweaty all the time yeah and also a really great time even if if you are in a place which i hope you are if you're in the heat where you can get cool or cooler at least or you can take that cold shower uh, a little gratitude so spells. much yeah yeah rather than the cursing that i tend to want to go towards i did this morning when i was walking around from upstairs to downstairs was like i am so grateful i have a place where i can go and get cool yeah i am so grateful that i have a fan because i know they're sold out everywhere in the seattle area yeah my mom bless her heart i have an extra cooling fan do you need it i'm like mommy i'm okay like i got a fan i got we're good we love you Corey's Um, mom but you can also do braid work like braid spells because Mm -hmm. if you're like me and your hair is long you want to braid it up and get it out of your way, get it off your neck. Um, we have an episode on that. We have an episode on that. But yeah, so we're coming to you live from from an actual inside of a volcano. 
It's so hot. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that noise and sputtering you hear behind us, that's that's what that is. Yeah, anyway, it's, just it's wanted to- <laughs> little fissures exploding of lava. Yeah. Anything exciting going on in your life right now other than the heat? That mm. might be it, y'all. I don't know. I mean, I'm. it's very difficult for me to focus on anything right now so because... Hard. I am going to Disneyland in July. And so like, well, so like when I have something to look forward to, my brain won't allow me to um, experience time as I am experiencing it, like physically. Like I can't, I can't because all I can think is like, okay, so I leave in a month and in that time I have to do this, this and this. I don't have any time. Oh my gosh, it's practically already time to go. So thank you, brain. Love you for that. And um, I just, I'm so excited to go do a thing. And uh, I don't know if... Right. First big trip. First trip anywhere. And I know that, like, I don't know if you all follow, like, the Disney news or what's going on at the parks, but they're uh, maintaining a lower capacity. Good. Which is great. And while there isn't technically a mask mandate, I will still be masking up when I'm indoors. Um, like in an indoor queue or indoors for a restaurant or whatever. But uh, I get to spend time with my family. My brother's taking me for my sister-in-law's birthday. It's like a trip for all of us and it's very exciting. And I'm just excited to like spend time with my family in a place that is not the four walls I've lived in. Yeah, really. You know? Feeding your soul. So important yeah. for a witch to feed your soul and take care of yourself so that you have something to put back into your spell work or your daily work or your work for other people or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're doing magically with your yeah. with your magic, so to speak. And a lot of stuff for me recently has like lifted and become lighter. But like I think this is gonna be the sort of cherry oh, on top totally. of the delicious, delicious pud. Yeah, my my sister in law, she knows everything wow. like encyclopedic knowledge of the park Shit. like she she could like give you directions without a map right now on how to get from one place to another on the opposite ends of the park and the quickest way and the back ways and she knows what animatronics were used for different rides before they were put into these rides and what this building was oh, before my. it was this like she knows everything Wow, it's amazing i love her so much get her started and you're like cool well this will kill about 30 minutes i would love to get her started i love disney everyone so if you are anti-disney i apologize she does a a podcast with a friend i don't remember what what exactly it's about because i'm a terrible friend but we should do a crossover we should i'll have her on it'll be fun so anyway how excited excited. i'm happy for you excited are you going to do any other like witchy magical things while you're there or i'm mostly just going to unapologetically enjoy myself and do exactly what i want oh my god what a great feeling yeah what a great feeling i'm very thrilled i'm happy for you yeah all right yeah well cool I don't have anything except my animals and I'm hot. So, yeah, it's so uh, hot. There you go, <laughs> everyone. So, uh, so let's, uh, why don't we, that was our pre-babble, everyone. We hope you're doing well and <laughs> well, staying cool and uh, let's head to let's, the, we're going to actually not? straight right to the bonfire today yeah. because guess what we're doing? We're doing another step on the journey of the major arcana. Yes, we are. And it's going to be great. Let's head out. All right. Okay. <laughs>
This is a not an actual bonfire today. It is an actual fountain of water. Yeah, it's a kiddie pool. (laughs) We're at the kiddie pool today. Um, Because burn bans are in effect. But uh, (laughs) please, 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 please. If you are somewhere where there is a burn ban in effect, I am begging you, please, for a number of reasons, please don't light any fireworks, please. Kills people. Kills forests. Yeah, scares vets and pets. Yes, it's awful. So yeah, don't light that fire. Instead, grab a popsicle. Grab a popsicle. And put your feet in the water. Heck yes. Okay. Welcome to the kiddie pool, everybody. (laughs) We're going to talk about some tarot cards. (laughs) I want everybody to do an exercise really fast. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm ready. When I say emperor, what image pops into your head? Okay, Corey's laughing, so we've paused enough. I hope you have your image, but I have to ask her to share hers. Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> what is that from Star Wars? <gasps> oh, right. Oh. Oh, and I claim to be a Star Wars Emperor Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> what? Or em- Emperor Butterflies. I don't know. I, I, I bet I know Emperor Palpatine. Yes. What, well, unless it's in the first three. It's in the original three. Oh, the original three. So no, I should know that. Yeah. I'm Emperor embarrassing myself. Here's what's so weird. I wrote about Star Wars yesterday in my writing group. <laughs> and I wrote about... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Emperor butterflies are beautiful. Okay. Why are we thinking about what okay. we think of? Cool. Yes. Let's get back on track. Thank you, Corey. And and again, if you own a certain deck, an, an actual a, a tarot deck card might have popped into your head. Okay. Now, I want to ask you what color shows up when you think about it. Gold. Okay. All right. Just a little exercise before we dive into the standards and the already interpreted and also my opinions on stuff. Right now, I have to share something with everyone as I did research for this. I looked back at my journals to get my personal experiences with the Emperor card when I had pulled them. I have never pulled an Emperor card for myself personally Mm -hmm. that now I granted I am not uh, uh, sometimes I take pictures and I try to keep really good track of my tarot stuff and I'll and and I take pictures sometimes and say I'll write about about them later and I never do so the name of my system is actually not as consistent as I want to be so let's keep working on that because (laughs) as much as I talk about make sure you write stuff down and journal and stuff uh so in my search though of the research that I did write down did find um I found that I don't think I've ever pulled it Huh. I know interesting so with that said what is the emperor card about well it is a masculine card. It is considered a masculine card. And if you've been listening to us and listening to the Irish series, you're all going, oh, Dada, I think you have some shadow work to do. And I uh, I probably do. You would be correct on that. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I really love men. Some of my best friends are men. <laughs> Had to go there. Oh, God. Oh, but I did. That tickled me. <laughs> It's becoming really clear to me, though, that I have some work to do around this. So um, thank you. Thank you, Corey, for choosing choosing the higher front so that I had to deal with this. I mean, you kind of did that to yourself. <laughs> I, I was did. like, I'll do the emperor card. But you were like, no, I'm a teacher. I probably shouldn't do the higher front. And I was like, OK. 
So, so yeah, so I put that challenge. So obviously I know that I needed. Let's dive in. So it's a mask considered a masculine card and uh, it's number four, which is a practical down to business number in numerology. Steady and it's sturdy. And it's if you think of it as unflappable on its best days and wise on its best days. We're going to talk about on its not best days. It represents structure. This card is if you pull it, you are sure of yourself or your client, if you're pulling for a client or reading for a friend, it is about confidence, being strong and powerful. It is often associated with the sign of Aries. And that's because one of the symbols on it is the horns or the rams. If you look back at the at Pixie's deck, the other symbols, oh, and also fire, the element of fire. Some of the symbols are the river, the scepter, and here, I love the scepter. Can we talk about the scepter Please. before I go on with the other symbols for just a moment? I pulled several cards of the emperor from different decks. And the one, the light seer, mm-hmm. he's holding a chess piece. That is the scepter. But he has an onk. Onk? Let me see. Onk. I don't know. I can't see it. It's My an eyes onk. are trash. Yeah, that's an onk. Yeah. Same thing with the modern witch. Oh, yeah. And here's what I love about the modern witch. That That is a they. That is a they. That yeah, this but the suit is nice and tailored, and in all of them they are dressed well. Not all of them. I'll get to that one in a moment. But they are adorned, and they have all of this. They have everything they need, and then some. They look the, sharp. They do look sharp, and they are a striking figure. One that you can rely on. They're sitting on a throne, dressed to the nines. The horns are the ram, and I have a couple of different cards. Unless, of course, you pull the supernatural. Which is also the emperor, which is John Winchester. And we're going to talk about this because you know how we said a couple episodes ago? Yeah, about the duality of the cards. Yeah, whether you pull the reverse or the positive, it's always there. Now, I do honor reversals and I go, okay, you might want to focus on this or low frequency, you know, uh, that might be the low frequency (laughs) of the emperor card is nasty y'all i hear the name john winchester and my eyes roll so hard i can see the back of my head yeah he 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 fucked up and that's the the writers who wrote for him that character he was a fucked up dude yeah he's just the worst i do not like john winchester but he presented himself with all of this Power, confidence, yeah, Yeah. and follow me. He was a leader. He authority, yeah, authority presented himself as wise, but were abusive and manipulative and and foolhardy. Yep, and that's the danger with the emperor card. Those are the most generous terms I have. Yeah, you can go deeper. No, it's fine. (laughs) Nobody needs to hear me shit all over John Winchester for five minutes. That's a different podcast. Yeah. uh, uh, Let me go back to the river as well. Mm -hmm. So if you've noticed in tarot cards, there's a lot of water in a lot of different cards, especially the major arcana, arcana. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Either way. And uh, the one in the original Smith Smith deck, yeah, was the... It's very hard to see the river, but it's there. It's in the background and it's very still. Whereas if you look at the Empress card, it looks like it's flowing. The artwork looks like it's flowing. So it's, it, I'm not going to say it's stagnant because it's a river. Right. But it's very still and there's a lot of depth there. Control, I think. Oh, yeah. That's like a control mm-hmm. feeling. 
which mm-hmm. was really fitting for the John Winchester card. It <laughs> totally is. So there's a woman named Rachel True, I think her name is. She okay. was just introduced to me. She is... Uh, she's huge on Instagram. She's got like 160,000 followers. Wow. And she used to be an actor. And she's written this great book that goes along with her deck called, I think it's called Intuitive Tarot. It's somewhere around me right now. Rachel True was in The Craft. No. Yeah, that's why I know the name. No. Yeah, she's like the one black person in that movie. <gasps> okay, so this makes so much sense. Yeah. So I'm in this writing group now. I'm writing a book, everybody. I will tell you about it when I'm able to tell about it. And I'm definitely going to get it published. I'm very excited. But I'm part of this writing group. And I read part of my writing. And they said, you should really read Rachel True's tarot book. Because this is really similar. And I'm like, oh, do I really want to read something that's doing something that I'm trying to do and have that in my head? But I'm so glad I did. I haven't read it all yet. But I grabbed it. I ordered the tarot deck immediately and got the little booklet. And on the emperor, she tells this story, this personal story about working on the Cosby show. Yep. So I'm going to put, so that is going to be my spark later. I've ruined it. That's my spark. Uh, By the time we get there, you'll all have forgotten. (laughs) It's, it's so, so far I've only read a little bit, but I read this and I was just like, yep, that, uh, that, that's the dark side of the emperor. That's a great representation. It's a great story. It's like two, three pages worth in this wonderful tarot book. But let me tell you something. I will never forget the emperor's dark side yeah. ever again after reading this story it's really great yeah i think yeah. that's part of the reason why i don't think i could use the supernatural deck mm-hmm. because whereas with the welcome to night veil decks which i'll be talking about um the type of context mm-hmm. and knowledge that i have like even for the villains or whatever like filled me with joy but the feelings i have about a lot of the characters in supernatural would really color my reading right well and i think that's intentional i don't know that i could ever use it for anybody other no no but i think i could use it for myself i don't know i haven't yet i've just looked at them if i pulled like the john winchester card (laughs) or if i pulled like the metatron card or i would be like I can't with this right now. <laughs> Get out of my face. The trickster that is perfect. Oh, I love um, him. Yeah, I do. There are a couple of cards that are just totally spot on. Mm-hmm. And but no, I have not used it in a reading for myself yet. I'm still getting to still getting to know it because mm-hmm. there are so many decks to know. And I pulled this out because it confuses the heck out of me, which I didn't expect. But I pulled this out because it's the next world tarot. And if you haven't seen it yet, we're recording on Pride. Oh, happy Pride, happy everybody. Happy Pride, belated. Hope you had a great Pride. Yes. Yeah, I hope it, you stayed safe. I'm not going outside. No. <laughs> and I don't even know if Seattle's having a parade. There was uh, Taking Black Pride was yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, but I just contributed to that with funds because mm. i was like i love you so much but i am not trying to go be on capitol hill in this heat yeah no and my wife bought us a flag to be displayed up in west seattle 
for Bonfire Babel and Chasing Blue Moonlight, which is technically the producing company. Company of sure, yeah, <laughs> the producing company, which is Detta. Yeah, and Corey. Until she teaches me how to edit, it's Detta. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, they—it's so interesting because the Hierophant, which I, I'm about to relinquish and have you talk about. I always consider the Hierophant the teacher. Yeah, but in the next world tarot. And I double checked it with Corey this morning. I said, no, it's number four, Fire Aries. It looks like the design is beautiful. It's a post-apocalyptic, very diverse. Oh, my God. Such a diverse deck. It's so fucking gorgeous. It's a little bit big for my hands. And so it's hard for me to shuffle. Yeah. It has all this post-apocalyptic looking stuff. So her throne, she's sitting on books. She's reading a book called The Bridge Called My Back. And it's a she. It's a most definite she. There are drag queens in this deck. There are non-binary. The lovers is very great. Yeah. There are people of weight. There are people who are different ages. Do you know what I think is cool about, though, the idea that the teacher would be the emperor spot in this? Because in a post-apocalyptic world... What is power? Knowledge. Right? And that's what she's sitting on. Yeah. It's all this knowledge. So that tracks. So, yeah. But it confused me for a heartbeat. I can imagine. That's that's kind of what I have to say about the Emperor. It's a great card to pull. I think it shows you that you're on the right track. And I bet it's a yes card if you pull I, yeah, it. Yeah, like a push yeah. forward kind of card. Yeah. And if you don't know about that, oh my gosh, I have to hearken back to MJ's book. She has a whole list of yes cards and no cards and maybe cards that if you're just doing a one poll and you want to have an, a yes, no answer. And she tells you the cards that that do that. And I'm sure it's out there in yeah. other other people's books and stuff as well. I love that. Yeah. But that's what I have. And I'm going to be hanging out with him. And some other masculine uh, entities over the next uh, couple of months. And I'll, I will try to track my journey in a journal or something like that and share it with you as I go. <laughs> They're so itchy. I got sunburned last thing. Sunday. And I'm so oh. itchy. I wasn't laughing at her. I was she was laughing. laughing at me. I was laughing at that. I'm going to be as quiet as possible so it doesn't show up on the mic and just <laughs> take my I, little back scratcher. I specifically brought a back scratcher to this recording because I knew I would be itchy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so itchy. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's on its way out. It's I'm familiar with the sensation because it's the same kind of itch from a tattoo. So it's like, Ooh. just push through. Oh, you can do it, but not as fun as a tattoo. Not as fun as a tattoo no. for sure. All right. Um, I chatted a lot about this dude. So yeah. uh, tell me about the Hierophant. Let's talk about the Hierophant. We're going to kind of blaze through the um, like symbolism, the uh, like associations and things like that. And then I really want to talk about my feelings about this card. Okay. So the Hierophant is considered the masculine counterpart to the High Priestess in a lot of decks, in mm-hmm. a lot of uh, interpretations, which I think is is fascinating i think it's i don't think it's necessary to gender the hierophant but we'll get into that it's ruled by taurus it's often portrayed as like a religious official so like a lot of them are the pope yeah or like i saw that in one of the decks that i absolutely love and i was like why is that the pope or they're wearing (laughs) vestments of some kind um the general vibe is that of learning 
So following a path to knowledge and education. But what resonates with me the most about the interpretations is that pretty much across the board, it is a transfer of knowledge. And there's something about the like subtlety, that nuance that's like, it isn't about just finding knowledge. It's about having an interactive experience where you are getting knowledge transferred to you or that you're transferring knowledge to somebody else Um, because it is an action. It is a gift. It is like a transaction in the context of this card. And I think that's fascinating. Um, One of my favorite is from the uh, Welcome to Night Vale black Mm. deck because they have a black deck and a white deck. And it is a picture of two hands kind of it looks like one is handing the other a light bulb oh and it's wow. i'll show it to Detta, and i'll post it it's really gorgeous y'all oh and it's a curly cue light bulb it's like a cute like fluorescent guy but it's very it's very clear that like the light of knowledge is being transferred here i think that's super important in talking about the hierophant because it's not just like i am a teacher it is like my job is to provide you tools it's my job is to give what i know to you so you can spread that knowledge like there's something more personal about the hierophant than just like a lecturer and it's not as controlling as the emperor yes you know you're yeah and the other the other Welcome to Night Vale deck, this one gets an honorable mention, is a picture of a whole, like a religious official and his face is gone and it's just teeth. Oh. And there's something about that. It's creepy. It's very creepy. Oh my gosh. Oh no, that's totally creepy. Dead hates it. Oh it's my god. Very creepy. I'm gonna I'm still gonna show you guys what I it love is, Night Vale, but man, it creeps me out sometimes. It does. There's a couple episodes that I'm like, um this is really upsetting. But it is I like it because I think what it says is there is a facade. We learn to see past facades. Hmm. We learn to see the world for what it is. Or we learn to to see people for who they are. Or we learn to experience reality instead of writing stories for ourselves to make up what reality is. Wow. But whose reality are you kidding? Exactly. So it's important. It's an important card. Um, The Hierophant in the Modern Witch Tarot deck is this boss babe sitting on a throne with a couple of keys at her feet, which I think are supposed to be like the keys of knowledge, the Mm -hmm. keys to knowledge or whatever. And she also has like a rad scepter. Ah, See those scepters? Yeah. And I'm going to say the thing that Detta didn't say. Yeah, go for it. About scepters, which is that they're often phallic. It's a phallic symbol. Oh, Okay, I'm not going to lie, that totally went over my head. It's a, I would not have thought of that. It's often a phallic symbol. Yeah. So the f- the fact that she, the fact that this boss amazing babe in a throne with like an amazing flower crown on, and when I say a flower crown, I mean a crown with flowers piled on top of it, hmm. um, has this amazing scepter with like a diamond at the end. And I think the diamond is there to represent the many facets of oh, truth all those or fractals. knowledge, right? Yeah. So that's my one of my other favorite cards. And I like it because it's feminine. Mm-hmm. Because some of the greatest teachers in my life 
almost all of the greatest teachers in my life have been women. Wow. The people who have taught me the useful things. Got it. Do you know what I mean? Like how to survive have been Mm -hmm. women. And so that's important to me that I see a teacher role represented in these cards that is feminine or at least not on the binary at all. Right. That's really important to me. My most powerful teacher ever was my sixth grade teacher, Carl Kaysen, first black teacher I'd ever had. Because you're from the South South. Yeah. And it was when we moved to Tacoma and he was, uh, and also the first male teacher I ever had. Wow. Yeah. And he was fucking awesome. Sometimes I do but... forget that Dada and I are not the same age. Yeah. <laughs> I actually constantly forget it. But yeah, that's so that's wild. What yeah. a different experience. And then the Hierophant in the White Newman deck is stunning. She's beautiful. She's got these two beautiful animals like flanking her and these two towers of that look like some kind of temple. And she's got this big crown with leafy green, beautiful foliage growing out of it. And she is like sitting comfortably and she's covered in a big red robe one tit is out she does not care she does not care she's got a big staff and everything about her says i know stuff and i want to teach it to you and i think that's rad she's got if you want to get really into the symbolism the background of the picture is just like an inky blackness And I think that that contradicts or like juxtaposes with the uh, there's like a yellow triangle with a little flame painted on her face. And so I think that juxtaposes like the light of knowledge to the like inky darkness of ignorance. And I think that's beautiful. But mostly I just love that she looks so self-possessed without she doesn't feel like she's like lording it over you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's one of those kind of teachers. I wish I'd pulled out the high priestess when we did that episode of the White Newman because mm-hmm. I am in love with this deck. That by deck the way. is so gorgeous. And I didn't expect to be. I it's, really didn't. I almost didn't order it. I've becoming said it one of my faves. Yeah. And the high priestess, same thing. And yeah. here's what I love about it. I'm going to quote Corey back at Corey here for a moment. Uh oh. She is just like out there. Tits um, out, baby. Tits out. And just absolutely beautiful. But it's not sexual. No. Corey told this great story about how she went into this shop in West Seattle. And there was a naked candle at the front of the store. And the woman said, oh, I'm so sorry. I keep meaning to move that. And Corey said. I would just think kids. Yeah. If a kid is going to see a naked body, that's an opportunity for a conversation. Exactly. Which is an opportunity to desexualize the human body. It is a body. The only time it should be sexualized is when sexy things are happening. Exactly. So what is wrong with all this? And I love the fact that throughout this deck, there's just this celebration of the body and it doesn't have to be sexual. The lover's card in that uh, next world. Oh, yeah. They're naked. Like one of them is naked. Um, And it's not sexual, even though it's the lover's card. It's just there's a body. And it's a big, like, luscious body. Yeah, it is. And then I think the last, yeah, the last Hierophant card I want to talk about is from the Prisma Visions tarot deck. It carries the theme of the horns. 
but it's not a goat. It's a bull. It's a longhorn, which is an image that is very evocative to me because of uh, the half of my family that is from the Southwest. Nice. So my dad used to always have a bleached longhorn skull in the bathroom. <laughs> and like you just, they just, you find them in the desert. Like, yeah. and because the desert is hot. It's hot. It's so hot. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. We'll leave the weather behind. Leave it all right, behind. We're back. All right, we're back. But I love this card because it looks as though this being, genderless, uh, it they're holding two. They look like scrolls, but they could also look like lilies. Oh, it's kind of ambiguous. And there's this like swirling sort of miasma all around them. But there's a light at the center of the forehead. Well, there's an eye technically at the center of the forehead, and then a light just above that. That is very evocative, again, of that, like, knowledge, seeking knowledge. Um, and the the parchments look like they're sort of spilling. Mm. So they're transferring that knowledge. Yeah. But it also, he's got his fingers up um, in, like, a two-finger salute, sort of like you see on religious iconography. And he looks like he's drawing constellations. I just think that it's so cool that this teacher is making connections right because what is a constellation but a bunch of dots being connected so this teacher is making connections because that is how you learn yes you can't learn in a vacuum yes and it's such a beautiful card you've seen this card oh yeah yeah that's a deck i haven't spent a lot of time with yet but i do love She's it it's beautiful gorgeous. um but it's a beautiful deck and and i just think there's a kind of tropey thing you hear when you're doing your yoga teacher training, which is everyone is a teacher. But it's true. It is true. It's true. Whether you want to be or not, you're teaching by your the way you live and the way you move through the world. And I think the Hierophant reminds us of the incredible responsibility of that. Um, and not only that, but also calls on us to examine where and how we are obtaining our knowledge and is it real is it true so that's why i thought it was interesting that you talked about stepping into reality because how do you determine i think reality and i think if anything has come out of the last four years is that reality is more subjective than we ever thought yeah now science and all that is still really, really true. And sure. people manipulate it and But all. there are like but, yeah, there so. are like things that are that have happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like yeah. there are things that have happened that have been spun in such a way to make it seem as though they did not. Right. Um and So yeah, so it's really I think you're right. You or have to be really careful where you're getting your knowledge. Or things that are true and backed by data and studies mm -hmm. that people refuse to believe or quote agree with. You can't agree or disagree with science. It just it's is. It just is. Um in the words of Sidney McElroy. <laughs> like Science isn't about feelings. <laughs> it's not. It's just about fact. And I think that the Hierophant invites us to examine. Yeah. And to examine the information we intake, the information we put out, and the incredible responsibility of moving through this world. Here's what else I love about that, too, about the transference of knowledge, is you are going to assimilate 
knowledge differently than I am. 100%. And, and you're going to assimilate different than me. Yeah. And so... And you're going to communicate differently than oh, me. so differently. So... Sometimes not well. <laughs> I mean, same. So, but now I know why, because I'm really getting to know my chart. <laughs> and I'm really anyway. getting to know my neurodivergencies. <laughs> uh, uh, <Woo>! yes. <laughs> So that's really great, Corey. Yeah. I love the Hierophant mm-hmm. card. It's not one I pull very often, which is strange because I also am a teacher. Um, yeah. So different kind of teacher, but a teacher. Yeah, you are. And a constant, constant student because I'm always looking for new things to do and new things to learn. You pull it all the time. I, I pull it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I wish I pulled it more. I have fully tricked my job. By the way. What do you mean? So they think that I'm like a real go-getter and like trying to advance my my role or whatever. You are. But really what it is is I just get bored very quickly. <laughs> and I need new stuff to do. Same thing. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they can be. I have to say. <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. Because you can like get bored really quickly and... I feel like I'm pulling the wool, but... You're not. Whatever. They like me, so it's fine. You're not pulling the wool. (laughs) Definitely not. Do you want to throw up some sparks? I would love to, but some non-fire sparks because there's a burn ban in effect. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to throw out some flares underneath the water. (laughs) We're going to blow some bubbles. Um, okay, so my spark this year? No, this week. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a year, y'all. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a smoke detector on your bookshelf? Yes. That's not where those go. Uh, that is the best place for it. <laughs> it works. We've tested it. Okay. I trust oh, you. actually, that might be the CO2. Okay. So I just I looked over and I was like, wait a minute. It's just not attached to a wall. That's fine. <laughs> Anyway, my spark this week is an artist that I love very much. A friend recommended to me. This artist draws like cutesy little cartoony like pinup style art. And the name is Valfrey. V-A-L-F-R-E. And I'm going to tag it, obviously. And it's just the cutest it's just the cutest darn stuff you've ever seen. And it's like, it's like not quite sexy because it's so cute. And you can buy merch with these like cute little adorable babes on them. There's like a series where she was drawing strawberry people. Just such the cutest stuff. And I highly recommend you go check it out. Um... It's like sort of that cl- one you just sh- she just showed me one. Yeah. Is from an ad. It looks like the Morton Salt Girl. Thank you. But it is or not the Morton Salt Girl, excuse me. The the banana boat baby. Thank you. Thank you. I it's, knew it was a suntan lotion thing. The banana boat baby and getting its little was? I don't. It was Jodie Foster. <laughs> That's fun. Um but this artist does like really cute adorable stuff and 10 out of 10 would recommend i like the color palette yeah Yeah. it's sort of got a like um pastel vintage tattoo Mm. stoner vibe it's very cute pin-up-y yeah yeah 
What about you? All right. So as I gave you a little preview, it's called True Heart Intuitive Tarot Guidebook and Deck by Rachel True. Uh, Already, like I said, I'm just diving into it. It was recommended to me by my writing group. And if you are an actor, an actor, you you need to get this book. If you're not an actor, you need to get this book. It (laughs) is. Because Do you have a pulse? Do you breathe? Get this book, Get please. this book. So I've talked a lot about how much witchcraft and acting overlap in this podcast. And she actually gives an exercise at the beginning. And she says, the actor's way. That's what the little title is. The actor's way exercise. Which exercise like is it? Two pages long. Imagine you're a character on a card. Play it out like a film in your head. How do you feel? It's much more complicated than that, though. What emotion does the card imagery evoke for you on a visceral gut level? And then now on a more analytical, and I'm not sure I should be reading this because of copyright stuff. You should stuff. buy it. You should so you should it. all buy it. But yeah, she she does some of the stuff that we ask ourselves as actors. We ask our characters when we interview our characters. It's the same thing when you're interviewing your deck. You're getting to know them. And she just gives you a little bit of insight into that. And I cannot wait to read the rest of her stories. I wonder if that's why I love doing tarot so much is because I'm practiced at that process. I wonder too. I, I love it. Yeah. And plus imagination. So much... It's, except it's, okay, so I don't know about you, but when you pull tarot or you read tarot, I definitely feel spirit. I feel guided. But if I were not open, and sometimes I don't have enough guts to say what pops into my head because I'm like, is this my imagination or is this spirit? And the answer is yes. So <laughs> go for it. And and so I've started, you know, sharing what I actually see more and more. But I have to say, I know for a fact my acting training and my ability to imagine and allow that into my life, it. it absolutely informs my intuitive side yeah. of my life and my connection with spirit and goddess and yeah all that I know stuff. that my my training for like emotional recall and and identifying feelings and where they like are in the body mm-hmm. that helps a lot with my magic as well yeah which absolutely. is stuff you practice when you're doing acting it's true it's that relaxed readiness when you're doing acting Get doing acting when you're doing acting when you're like when you do it when you're like doing you know, acting that happens. Oh God. <laughs> I'm but normally more eloquent. It, it, but it's true that that state of relaxed readiness mm-hmm. is perfect for witchcraft and to allow yourself to receive with all those safety protocols in place, casting that circle and all that good jazz. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my spark. And I'm so excited to find out that she was the woman in the craft. Yeah. I am now going to have to do some, a deeper dive on her. Yeah. I'm very I was excited. like, why do I recognize that name? Oh, it's because I've watched the craft a thousand times. <laughs> and if you listen to this episode on Willow, mm. then uh, you will. we're going to be talking about the craft at some point, at some point. in our media, which is in media series. Which is in series. media, baby. Yeah. I presented... The idea for witches and media because I was just like I really really want to do this. Do you think we could do this? And I was like, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. It's totally it's fun and it's also practical and it also can <laughs> inform or uninform your witchcraft practice. Definitely stay the fuck away from this. Oh my god, I just <laughs> you've been cussing this whole time. I have, but I haven't said the f word. You have. 
I have a said few the times. F word. Yes. Oh my, it's really hot, it's everybody. It's really hot. So we'll put a tag on this yeah, episode. Don't worry about it. Definitely be putting the explicit. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed and had fun yes. and were someplace cool and had some great beverages. You know, if you haven't, get vaccinated. If you can, stay cool. If you can, help your neighbor who can't. Yeah. You know. Until next time, be well, harm none, and don't forget that you are magic. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.